Welcome to the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I am your host, Teresa Alexander Inman, board certified behavior analyst and infant toddler developmental specialist. Today, I am excited to have, to share with you, to present to you, to bring to you my guest, Timothy Stewart. Um, Timothy, let me tell you, has written more books than Dr. Seuss. 86 books to date and many more coming, okay? He's written stories and he's developed courses that switch on love, bliss, and brilliance and your brilliance genes in all generations. So it's for every child from zero to you name it. <laughs> um, over the past 40 years, Timothy has helped tens of thousands leap over some of life's most difficult challenges with grace and ease to experience the wonders and vital health the, and the freedom and of financial wealth, the bliss of quiet, focused mind, the joys of loving relationships, the infinite powers of their soul and seeing their dreams come true. Now, if that isn't amazing, I mean, this man can help you in so many areas of your life. And I am really, I was really excited when he contacted me to be on here. And I was just like, oh my goodness, he wants to be on my podcast. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Timothy. Welcome, Timothy. Oh, so lovely to be with you, Teresa. And yes, I wanted to be on your podcast. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you, what the purpose of it was, and I thought, wow, that's really wonderful. I just love to connect with your listeners and connect with you. Thank you, and we are indeed honored to have you. So we're just going to jump right in because I want to be respectful of your time. And do not fear people, Timothy will be back. This is not the first, and this is not, I mean, this is the first, but not the only podcast that he, we're, the only time I'll be interviewing him. So just hold on, because he's got a lot to offer. So I want to start off by asking you, um, when is the best time to start a reading program for your child, for, you know, for children? The best time is when they're in the womb. And, <laughs> you know, sages, modern sages and sages of old talked about the benefits of reading to children in the womb. They actually said you can shape the future of your child's life by reading certain stories to them in the womb and by playing certain musical compositions to them. So if you wanted a scientific child, you might start reading scientific things to them. Um, but Albert Einstein, I think, had the best solution. You know, a, a, mother, a mother asked him one time who had a 12-year-old child who wanted to be a scientist. So she asked Albert Einstein, what's, what could she do to support that? And I think she was taken back a little bit when he said, read fairy tales. You know, what do fairy tales have to do with science? But he, he basically said, if you want your child to be brilliant, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be even more brilliant, read them even more fairy tales. And fairy tales encompass such a wide range of, oh, what you can communicate to a child. 
without teaching them. You know, the, the, the lessons are built within the stories. So about the, it, it's been proven by psychologists that starting about the fifth month in the womb, children start to form their connection with the outer world. So reading to them at that point in time, making sure that your voice, you know, you're, that child is reacting to your voice. So, you know, we've heard about feeding ourselves well so that the child has good nutrition while it's in the womb. Well, there's the nutrition of vibration. And so I wouldn't be in arguments uh, because every, every, everything that that child feels, sees, hears, has go through its body while it's in the womb will have an effect later on. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that because I've been trying to share that same, the same message. However, you've done it so well because you talked about, you know, starting at five months, you, you know, the connection is there. And also, you know, cause I just thought just read, read anything, but being targeted in what you read. I mean, I've just, that was my aha moment right here, you know, being targeted, like reading what you want your child to learn about that was mind-blowing for me. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it's, it's really the basis of how I've written every story. I, I really consciously connect with every word, every sentence, every paragraph, the tone of the whole story. So I know that the tone is creating a vibration that whoever's reading the story, whoever's listening to the story will get these loving, inspiring vibrations. That's awesome. And, you know, because I'm so excited. I'm just thrilled. I can't wait to get my hands on a few more of your books because, you know, I'm going to be your biggest fan. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I too want to learn, right? And if I can use those stories to help the parents, you know, I work with and the children I work with, then yes, definitely. Yes, there are def def definitely lessons in there for children of all ages, like you said earlier. I'm, I'm still, I'm still from the stories you know um, I, I don't look at myself as the creator of these stories or the author I'm just simply the vehicle through which they come through right. and so I go back and I reread my stories and it's like wow who wrote that <laughs> <laughs> wow this information is in there that's really cool <laughs> Listen, I, I get you. I um, actually just finished my first book, which will be uh -huh. um, available tomorrow. <laughs> wow, congratulations. And after reading and rereading it, I had actually that same impression. I was just like, wait, who is this girl? What, like, this is really good information. And, you know, people have shared with me that, you know, it's been helpful because I had people read it just to get their impression of it. And mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I was just like, I don't want you to just read it. I want you to feel it. No, actually I didn't ask them. I asked them afterwards. Did you tell me about this book? They're like, oh no, I felt. And I was just like, thank you. Cause that's what I wanted to convey. I didn't want to just be a book that people could just read. So that's awesome. And here I am with the master of um, writing stories. So I'm Timothy, you and I are going to be best friends. Cause I want to learn from you. <laughs> Hey, I want <laughs> to learn to, from each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because I want to be able to reach people, you know, at, at the levels that you are able to reach them. Because the more of us there are, the more help we can 
impart to the world. It's it's really it's really interesting that you say that, Teresa, because ever since I woke up this morning, I felt there was a connection with you that goes way beyond just this conversation we're having. <laughs> oh. I didn't know what that was. I just had this feeling, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. I have goosebumps. I'm so <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's funny because from the time I read, like when I read your bio and I read, you know, the letter that you sent to me, I was like, you know, they, and I've been learning about vibrations. And when you put yourself on a certain vibrational level, you attract the people who are on that same level. And I'm like, but I feel like I need to just hold on to your shirt tail and have you pull me up with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am. Uh, that's how I felt with my daughter. Even before she was born, she was teaching me and teaching me about spirituality and things that I had forgotten. And so I, I feel like I, she's been pulling me up all of my life. <laughs> I hope I don't weigh her down too much because as she pulls you, then I'll be. <laughs> oh, she's capable of holding quite a bit. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so much fun. I hope our audience is loving it just as much as we are. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you, what is important to know about raising my child? Like what is important? You know, I want you to speak to parents about what's important about raising their child. Just speak to them like you're sitting here talking to me. I think the most important child in each moment, it, it, it really requires letting go of our agendas and what we think we have to get done. That That's part of it. It's just really tuning into that particular child every particular moment and learning how to read their movements, their, <clears throat> you know, their facial expressions, the tones in their voices and it's not so much what they're saying or trying to say it's what's beneath it and if we can tune into that i remember i remember i i met this couple when i was training to be a reiki master and they were both reiki masters they just had a brand new baby and because they meditated a lot and did energy work they thought they should have the most beautiful child that was ever born <laughs> and, and and what what they received was somebody who was crying all the time just always crying and they couldn't figure it out and I actually went into a you know like like a meeting where they had somebody come in and try to help them understand this mm -hmm. and they they learned that they had to be present you know, that's what the child was teaching them was to come present and tune in. So it's not about what they thought they were going to get. It's being right there with the child. And that process can start even before your child's born. You know, there, there's there's other traditions and countries where couples actually start to tune in to the vibration of the child they want nine months before they even try to conceive a child. 
and then tune into the vibrations of that child while it's coming. Awesome. So it, it can go very, it can go very deep. <laughs> so give us one way that parents, and I'm going to, I noticed you when I asked you the question, I noticed you closed your eyes for a second. You took a deep breath, like you tuned in, which was amazing. So can I say that would be one of the ways that people can become present? Mo most definitely, you know, it's like, we're, we're so, we're so used to reacting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like somebody asks us a question, we have to say something back right away, rather than taking a few moments and just letting a response come out. So yeah, thank thank you for noticing that. <laughs> it's it's a pra it's a practice we can all do quite often. In fact, I just, in the last couple of years, I've just been able to um, write stories that rhyme effortlessly it's like all of a sudden i one day i sat down to write some stories and it started to come out rhyming and then story after story just started coming out rhyming even when i didn't plan it and as i was going through that process of learning rhyming i thought this is how we should all speak to each other because when you have to rhyme something you have to really think about what you're about to say line to line <laughs> so i thought wow what a wonderful way to communicate with each other <laughs> right oh my gosh that's awesome um so can i ask you though can you give us another tip about you know some uh, another way that parents can become present um well what one one thing they can do to help their child is to learn the different developmental stages that all children go through basically like from zero to two they're capable of learning certain ways and so much from two to four they're capable of more steps of learning and from four to seven and seven to twelve and twelve to fifteen and fifteen on and each of those stages of learning has what we'll call them like building blocks in there and if the child doesn't get those particular building blocks at that particular stage it's like constructing a skyscraper and leaving out certain parts of the foundation. So it, it doesn't take much to learn the generalities of what children are capable of learning. And that, that saves a lot of frustration for parents. You know, the, we've, we've all heard of the terrible twos. Well, that's because sometimes there's a two-year-old who's even a four-year-old that's not capable of understanding logic. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we <laughs> seem to forget, <laughs> you know, we're trying to be logical with a child. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> so we, we have to learn how they're capable of learning and adjust to that. So jo Joseph Chilton Pierce was one of the foremost experts on child development and human development has a wonderful book called Magical Parent, Magical Child. And it goes through those different stages and explains them in language that's very easy to understand. So I highly suggest everybody read that book. <laughs> It'll answer, it, it answers a lot of questions for it, it. For me, it filled in pieces of my childhood too. <laughs> 
Wonderful. So that is awesome. And you know what? In the meantime, guys, while you're waiting for your book to get to you, if you can go to, um, you know, in the U.S., it's CD, well, I guess anywhere, it would be cdc.gov. Um, and there, the developmental milestones are there. They don't particularly tell you what to do for each, but at least you know what they are. And funny enough, okay, I'm plugging my book a little bit too. So in my book, it's called How Can I Help My Child Communicate? We also have gone through from birth to three strategies that parents can put in place to help their child meet those developmental milestones. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I actually have a series of stories um, where the child in the womb starts talking to the parents and telling them what it needs while it's in the womb. And then the next, and the next story goes after they're born until they're about one and a half, and then from one and a half to three, and three to five. And so there's a series of stories that kind of walks new parents through certain information like that. Wonderful, wonderful. And you're gonna have to let them know. First of all, what is the name of that book, sir? Like the names of those books, so that parents can know to look for them. Well, all, all of my stories come under the title Fairy Tales of the Heart. And then at, at my website, which is timothystutz.com, there's a tab up there that, in the menu that says Fairy Tales. Yes. And they're all sectioned and categorized into bundles. So mm -hmm. that bundle is for new parents and expecting parents. That, that's that's where they'd find the individual stories. And I don't remember the titles of them right now. And I know one of them's Welcome to Our Home. <laughs> well, come on, you've written 86 books. I can't imagine that you remember everything. <laughs> 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 All right, so people, um, you know, go to Timothy's website, timothystuds.com and look for, you know, look under fairy tales and get those books because the more you know now, I always tell parents, start as soon as you can. If you didn't start in the womb, you know, when your child was in the womb, start now, whatever, whatever age your child is, start now. Because if those foundations are not put in place, then, you know, like Timothy mentioned, your skyscraper is going to fall. So, and we don't want that, yes. you know, do the hard work now and everything will build on itself once they learn those foundational skills. Most definitely. Wonderful. Okay, so once we've um, gone through those stages, and like I said, you know, because it will take us, we could be here forever going through stage by stage by stage and what to do for each stage. And I'm glad, I'm thankful that you talked about what they can do when the child is still in the womb, you know, start then with those particular stories. I just want to repeat that because that is so important, you know, and being present because, you know, we don't get what we want. We get what we need, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just like the, you know, the parents you spoke about, they received the child that they needed to teach them how to be present. So when your child is born, just receive them. 
for who they are. You know, so often we try to, well, I want them to be this. Well, if you want them to be this, that, and the other thing, again, read those stories in the womb, do those things while they're still in the womb. And if they gravitate towards that, well, yeah, if they don't, again, accept them and receive them for who they are, because then you're not fighting against, you're not swimming upstream. Okay, we want our exactly. lives to be nice downward flow. And <laughs> <laughs> I know for me, my mom was like, I want you to be an attorney. I'm like, mom, I have no interest in being an attorney. It just sounds so boring to me. It's just not where my heart is. You know, <laughs> well, how about a doctor? No, I don't want to be a doctor either. <laughs> you know? Not that I knew what I wanted to be, but I just knew I didn't want to be those things. You know? <laughs> So. It, sounds, it sounds kind of like we grew up with the same uh, family. <laughs> my, 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 my grandfather said, I will pay for your college education if you become a doctor, dentist, or lawyer. Oh my, you, you know what's funny? That's the part I left out because my mom said exactly that. I will pay for <laughs> you to do it if you, and I was just like, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to have to do it on my own then because I am not interested. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I love you. Uh, <laughs> And when I became a behavior analyst, she's like, can I call you a doctor? I go, well, I'm kind of a behavior doctor. So if it makes you feel better, call me a doctor, mommy. Tell people I'm a a doctor because, you know, (laughs) I stopped fighting. She was in her 70s and I'm like, you know what? Just tell people what you want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. So do you want to um, leave any, leave our audience with any last words? Cause like I said, I want to be respectful of your time and we are going to do this again. So um, is there anything that you, you know, any final words you want to impart? Well, I'll, I'll let parents know too. We were talking about um, how they can support their children. Mm-hmm. And I, I also have a book club, which not only supports children, but it supports the parents. And it includes all of the fairy tales that I've written with a lifetime membership and monthly membership, you get like five fairy tales a month. And it includes a live story time every month for the children. And all of my books, most of the books do not have pictures on the inside. And that's because I don't want children's minds to be influenced and staring at a picture that an adult put there. I want the children's minds spinning and seeing their own images as they listen to the words in the story. And it also creates an atmosphere and environment where the reader, the parent, and the child can talk about what the child saw or what the child's feeling with each page. And I expand that with this book club so that the month after we read a story, the children can submit pictures of their own from what they get out of the story and they can draw them with colored pencils or inks or, you know, oil paintings or fabric, whatever. And then we're going to create a book illustrated by the children each month. And that book club also includes two live Zooms with parents each month so that if parents just need some place to talk Mm -hmm. and get support from other parents, or if they have a specific problem, they can share it. And we'll do some meditation and coming to center and learning how to center ourselves. So that book club is supporting both children and parents. 
That is, I mean, honestly, I've never heard of anything like this and it sounds truly exciting. I want to join. It's the Beyond a Book Club, right? Is that what you think? Yeah, it's Blissberry Bears Beyond the Book Club. Yes. Like you said, way beyond anything anybody's ever done before. <laughs> <laughs> But and in a different way, that is just amazing because we always, we want to see pictures, you know, tell us what we should be seeing instead of allowing children to come up with their own experience or share their own experiences and their own visions and their feelings from reading that book. That is genius. And that's what, well, I got the idea from Joseph Chilton Pierce, who I was blessed enough to study with for a while and you know he he said the ability to create internal images is one of a human being's highest achievements one of life's highest achievements and you know he talked about children when they listen to a story you know they sit there and their eyes are wide open and their jaw drops and they're just so there and it's because inside of them they're creating these images and if they do that as a young child, they'll be able to create for the rest of their lives. That, that is the basic foundation is getting that creativity stimulated. This is, oh, I've learned so much. <laughs> I thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And I'm gonna say, cause you can say aloha as hello and goodbye, right? So I love it. Aloha. You have blessed us. What you was have, that? No, I was asking. Oh, I guess there was a, it froze for a second. And I said, aloha oh. is hello and goodbye, right? You can say aloha. You can. Yes. So yes, yeah, I actually, because of you, I, I looked up, well, on your website, you have the, you know, when you talk about what aloha means, it's like, I didn't know it was that deep of a meaning. I just thought it was hello, goodbye. I didn't realize all the nuances that were involved in that simple aloha. So I'm going to have to borrow that from you. You know, I'm going to have to say, you know, uh, Bradley Morris, that was great, but I love aloha. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so glad. You know, I, I literally did not know aloha had all that depth of meaning either. And I just love the tone of the word. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to do a 21 day Aloha challenge or Aloha quest. So I did 21 podcasts on different topics under this 21 day Aloha quest. And when I started it, my first yoga teacher who lives in Hawaii and who was born in Hawaii, she sent me the meaning of Aloha and the true meaning and how it started and the Hawaiian lady that originated it and the heart of Aloha. So it had even more meaning for me. So yes, wow. Wow. It, it, it encompasses truth and humbleness and being present in each moment, our divinity, our divine light and seeing God in everyone and everything. And that's, that's what aloha embraces that is just beautiful beautiful mm -hmm. and once again timothy thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and mm. we'll see you again soon right you promise 
I promise it's okay. just so lovely to be with you. <laughs> thank you. All right. So uh, bless and thank you. Sorry, I just talked over you. What did you what was the last thing you said? Sorry. Just another thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So aloha. And um, we'll see you again soon. Aloha.